0: the breakdown. And here we go.
1: Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Chris Davis. Touchdown. Auburn. An answered prayer. Caught.
0: Michigan. Touchdown. I can't believe this. Fires
1: to the end zone. Touchdown. Alabama wins. Welcome in, ladies and gents, to the Campus to Campus podcast, where you get your weekly college football fix. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. You can find me on Twitter at KHookum. I'm going to bring in my co-host real quick, Jesse. What's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? Follow me on Twitter
0: at UncleJesse3underscores.
1: Awesome. Well, listen, you guys can find us, all of our content, over at TheBreakdownSports.com or on Twitter at The underscore Breakdown. Breakdown is spelled B-R-K-D-W-N. You guys hop on over there and give us a follow. We're... Uh, we're about to be getting after it as as a as a company. About to be rolling out several new podcasts and have a ton of content coming up for this part of the season. So everybody, stay tuned for all of that. So without waiting any longer, we're going to get right into right into the 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 college football playoff rankings coming out tonight. Same six as last week: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Bama, and Oregon. Couple teams to a uh, note after that. You've got Utah at seven, Penn State at eight, Oklahoma nine, Minnesota stays in the top ten after the loss. Uh, some of the G five guys that are down there. We got Memphis at eighteen, Cincy nineteen, Boise State at twenty, App State twenty four, and SMU at twenty five. Uh, any of those teams that are that are outside that top six? Because you you got to think that the, those top six have the the clearest path too, or they wouldn't be where they're at at this point. Uh, you know, Georgia takes an L. Ohio State takes an L this week, you know, some things shake up. Who's the teams outside of that top six that you think have the best and clearest shot to make it into the playoff, Jesse?
0: Uh it'd have to be Utah, Penn State, or Oklahoma. That it's seven, eight, nine have the best chance, obviously, but if Utah wins their uh division of Pac twelve and ends up beating Oregon in the Pac twelve, they should be a lock pretty much. I think so too. Penn State beats Ohio State. Even though they'll both have one loss, Penn State has the tiebreaker, and they'll most likely get in and play Minnesota again for the Big Ten. Uh-huh. And Oklahoma has the straight shot now since there's no undefeated teams in the uh, Big 12. So
1: they should yeah, be I think. I think the winner of the Oregon – the more and more I think about it, I think the winner of the Oregon and Utah game is going to be the four seed – Outside of LSU losing to Georgia, I think that's the only way that one of those two teams don't make it in. Uh, if nothing crazy happens and you know have any huge upsets, if things stay you know status quo and keep keep flowing the way they're flowing, I think outside of Bama absolutely just destroying Auburn uh, and Georgia beating LSU. I think that I think what will happen there is you have the winner of that Oregon Utah game crawling as the four seed. So, uh, but outside of that, you know. The the question is does a does a one loss Bama team jump over or stay stay above a a, a one loss Oklahoma team that wins the Big Twelve? Does a one loss Bama team, uh, you know, stay ahead of a, say a Minnesota team that ends up winning out and, and winning the Big Ten? You know, a lot of things can still happen. There's we can sit and talk about this stuff go round and round for for hours on end, but. Uh, there's still a lot that can go on. There's still a couple weeks left in the, in the regular season. Still a lot of different things that can happen. So it's uh, it never shakes out the way everybody thinks it will. So everybody stay tuned for that. It's gonna, it's gonna be a wild ride the next couple weeks. It's nut cutting time. They gotta, it's time to, to put up or shut up for a lot of folks, so. All right, so we're gonna roll in through some, some week week 12 reviews, hit on a couple high points. Uh, I guess the biggest one for me, uh, you hate to see it, but two goes down for the season in a blowout win. I know Saban is has caught a lot of scrutiny for having him in the game in a thirty five seven game. But look folks, he's left his starters in a little bit longer this entire season. So if you're out there, you know, trying to trying to crucify the man for it, just shut up. You're not paying attention if you are. Thirty five to seven. He hadn't pulled any of his starters at that point outside of them playing, you know, a Jabroni Division two school. So so Jesse, what's your thoughts on on him leaving him in a little bit longer and him catching all the uh, the criticism? Well,
0: it's perfect reason to leave him in. You want to you want to practice your two minute drill. This is probably as close to a practice setting as you can get playing a team like that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt, Mississippi shit. It was a freak accident, and for those that aren't aware, as of right now, it's a hip. It's a dislocated hip and possible fracture. I'm not sure, because some outlets have confirmed it, some haven't. But basically, it's the same injury that Bo Jackson had that ended his career. The only difference is uh, Bo Jackson has something called avascular necritis, I believe it's called. Which is pretty much, he, he pretty much burst a blood vessel when his hip snapped. And he didn't know about it right away and didn't get surgery right away. And that's why yeah. his career ended. Luckily for Tua, since they put it, the hip back in place at the stadium and got surgery right away, it pretty much eliminates that. So he should be fine.
1: Yeah, everything that I've I've read and, and, and saw, you know, floating around on the social media is that he's he's expected to make a full recovery and it was exactly that. It was very similar to the Bo Jackson injury. Uh, that's the first thing I thought of whenever I saw the way it was tackled and the fact that it had to be carved off. I thought, damn, it looked a lot like the Bo Jackson replay from back in the day. You know, chase down from behind, kind of falls funny on that leg, uh, but he didn't play through it. He got it taken care of quick, so hopefully, hopefully Tua has a speedy recovery. Uh, definitely want to see him playing in the NFL. But uh, it just screams the fact he's going to fall to the back of the first round and the the, uh, the Patriots are going to take him in and have another quarterback for the next 15 years. I was seeing
0: something earlier. I think it was Benjamin Albright tweeted out, him or Albert Breer. I get them confused a lot. But apparently quite a few people have used uh, to us pro comp as Drew Brees. And they're mm, thinking – That's good company. Well, they'll be picking that late too. And why not say, hey – Drew, thanks for everything. Why not just help groom this guy for the year he's rehabbing? Yeah, Since yeah that's a good point. Teddy Bridgewater's going out to get a lot of money. For that.
1: Yeah, he's going to get paid somewhere for sure. But yeah,
0: back on his injury, if it really is a fracture as well, you know, it's probably not. All the medical people that I know in my life that I've asked about it, the spot where they're saying it's a fracture, you can't get surgery on Oh, you okay. can only time can only heal it, and it's usually in older people and falls, which that just screams even more of an injury risk on him if he goes to the next level.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, so it's so moving on. We got Minnesota goes down to Iowa, twenty three nineteen. Kind of a game people could kind of see coming. Uh, Iowa plays some great defense, especially at home. Uh, tough atmosphere to play in. Minnesota coming off super high after the big after the big win. Uh, so yeah, it's I wasn't surprised to see to see Iowa to, to, to knock off uh, Minnesota. Jesse, were, were you surprised at all?
0: Um, no, because if anybody has firsthand experience about going to Kennick in a night game undefeated in November, it's me. <laughs> they, they're one of the, they play spoiler like nobody I've ever seen.
1: They do, man. And they've been doing this that shit for years. And it just seems like all the time, it's either when – back in the day when or back several years ago when Michigan State was was one of those playoff contending kind of teams. It was just – it seemed like Iowa was the one that would get them. You know, it's – they're always knocking off somebody big, somebody important every year. They're never going to be one of those playoff contending type teams, but they're always playing spoiler for somebody. That's, that's a perfect way to describe Iowa. Yeah, it's – it was
0: kind of sad to see because I finally hopped on the boot for Minnesota. I just, I really wanted to see chaos happen and yeah,
1: I was there, man. I was
0: with you. Them go undefeated into the Big Ten championship and somehow, some way pull out a win, but it's Iowa. There's nothing you can do.
1: Yeah, I was right there with you, man. I was, I was pulling, I was pulling for the Gophers. All right, next up we got Oklahoma has an epic comeback against Baylor. If I'm not mistaken, they were down 28 to three. Uh, yep. I was at a friend, a friend of ours' house. We was watching it, and it was just – I never at any point in time in that game thought Oklahoma was going to lose. Uh, I just I, – I didn't have any, any inclination that Oklahoma was just going to get run out of that stadium. You know, it was one of those things to where when they started coming back, I was like – and I was just thinking to myself, here they come. All right. It's time, it's time to rock. Hertz has another huge day, just, just shy of 300 yards, four touchdowns, another 114 yards on the ground. He looked fantastic again. Uh, just, you know, one of those product of the system kind of things. What's your thoughts on the game, Jess?
0: Well, it was really great having the Oklahoma-Baylor game end right before the Minnesota-Iowa game, so you got to see two failed comebacks within five minutes of each other because they both had the ball to end the game, and I think they both turned it over, too. They both threw interceptions. But yep, yep. T- also really great seeing yet another 28-3 to lead collapse just add to the memes more teams the better
1: yeah exactly man it just it was just one of those things that you just I just didn't feel like Baylor had a shot even when they were up 28 to 3 and
0: even though they only have one loss I'm pretty confident in Baylor not being able to make
1: the playoffs it's yeah it it, it looks rough uh that's kind of rolling into my, my next my next segment or my next part here is is just Texas fucking sucks I'm just done with them for the season. I'm not going to spend any of my days on Saturday just having my Saturdays ruined by watching these guys shit down their legs. I'm done with them. I'm done with them for the year. I'm going to watch them on my phone, but I'm not going to schedule my day around watching my Longhorns play because they just piss me off. It just pisses me off every time I watch them play. Offense still playing good. Offense still doing what it needs to do, but the defense just can't stop anything. They're just they're just bleeding points out of that. And then and Iowa State's no slouch. You know they were they were favored in that game. They were favored for a reason. Uh, so they were supposed to lose. But I just I thought Texas would be able to come out there and because Iowa State is usually the game to where Texas can come out and seems like over the past couple of years, but no matter how shitty their defense is, they actually play pretty good against Iowa State. And you know they just let me down again. So. I'm done. am done wasting my Saturday watching the Longhorns get beat up on defense. I'm done with it.
0: Uh, can I add some positivity to this podcast with my team since you're done with yours?
1: You can. You can. Just for sure. Skip
0: around our uh, show doc and yeah, just yeah,
1: jump on down to the bottom and just and and be be positive for a minute. This was I'm, I'm, I'm arguably a
0: the best Saturday to be a Wolverines fan under Jim Harbaugh. It's simple as that. Little brother comes time. into town, <laughs> tries to pull the same shtick and get off the bus wearing the helmets after apparently not realizing what happened to them last year when they tried that. After,
1: yeah, what was that shit all about? I, I didn't see it last year. What is that? Is that a scare so tactic? Or were they, were they trying to state feel cool about something or what?
0: Where they walk the field together, like as a team, they never do it with their helmets mm-hmm. on, yeah. and for uh. Last year they were like ten minutes late going out doing it, so Michigan had the time on the field so they walked out and with helmets to try to scare them and try to close line a couple of Michigan players and Devin Bush wasn't having it, so he just went off on their logo and it paid off
1: well that was a real I thought it was very silly i I, I was scratching my head thinking what what are those guys doing out there that just didn't make a lot of sense to me but you know tradition is tradition that's what makes college football great
0: oh yeah but that was the first time they ever decided to do it and they tried to do it again this weekend coming off the bus and like mike hart said back in 2006 you let them have you give them little points to start the game and then you come back and just rip their soul out like the little brother they are <laughs> once a little brother always a little brother man Oh, exactly. It's like you're playing hoops in the backyard. That's it right. exactly how it is. It's
1: the same it's way like, with Texas A&M. As shitty as Texas is, I've, I have zero doubt that we would go in there and slap Texas A&M right in the mouth.
0: Exactly. It's, you, it's, I just can't say other than it was the best game under Jim Harbaugh. The offense is finally clicking, even though it's too late. This was the best game of Shea Patterson's career at Michigan.
1: And they're firing. They're
0: firing on all cylinders for sure. And the best part is, you there's two minutes left in the game, and you do a RPO to a freshman for like a 40 yard touchdown just to run up the score. Just to rub it in, just a little just bit more, just a little in. bit more, a little salt in the wound. I love it. Paul Bunyan stays home. It's great.
1: All right, next up we got Clemson continues to roll, 52 to three win over Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not a bad team. Wake Forest is not a team that that gets beat up 52 to three this year. They're seven and three. Uh, have been playing really good all, all season long, and they just got smoked by Clemson. And it's not surprising. Uh, this happened the, the exact same way last year. They got off into the meat of the, the ACC, which you know it's it's no it's no uh, it's no secret they're not they're not very good from the you know from two down. They're all kind of interchangeable from two down, and Clemson has absolutely just ripped their throats out. I mean, 52-3 is a is a severe ass beating. To take with anybody, and especially over a team that's got a winning record and they can move the ball pretty good. I'm telling you, I've been, I've been thinking, I've been saying it for a while now. People are not going to want to play Clemson in the playoff. Uh, it's, it's. I don't care what their strength of schedule is. They had the same strength of schedule last year, and they ripped people's throats out. So it's, it's Clemson is going to play, uh, to play spoiler for the Ohio State, LSU's, or whoever they end up placing in the, uh, in the. Uh, the The college football playoffs because Clemson is looking fantastic. I would not be surprised at all if Clemson runs the table and brings home another national championship at this point. I've been on the Ohio State bandwagon all year, but it's a. Uh, I want to try to put my toe on the Clemson bandwagon just to just to just to be a, just to be a part of the fun.
0: Now, if they do that, will you uh, roll back your Trevor Lawrence take? No, not at all. I've been totally right. I've been totally right,
1: no, been totally right on Trevor Lawrence from the get go. I told him he was going. I told everybody. I've been saying it all year long. Shout out to my boy John Shelton out on the, on the Twitterverse. Me and him had several heated conversations about Trevor Lawrence during the off season. They're winning. The, 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 they're they're playing great. And they're not playing great because the quarterback is throwing for 400 yards and four every week. They're playing great because they've got a very balanced offense. They can run the ball great. They can throw the ball just fine. Uh, but uh, to, to put the, the mantle on his head as the Heisman winner before, you know, whenever he played okay last year. He didn't play great. He won games, and he won games because he was a part of Clemson and not because Clemson didn't win games because of him. And I'm, I'm not jumping off that train. Not jumping off of it all.
0: All right, now, Devil's Advocate, he played his best in the bigger games last year. He for sure so did. What he if, for sure did. So what if he does that again and goes for 380, 400, and three touchdowns yeah, in the playoff I'll, games?
1: I'll pull, I'll pull it back a little bit. I'll pull it back a little bit. Not a lot, though. Not a lot. <laughs> all right, next up, we got uh we got Georgia and and I don't know. I, I I've got a sneaky suspicion that, and and I may be the only one saying this, and it may this may be a super hot take, but it just kind of feels like Georgia's kind of a fraud. You know, they 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 win they win their they win their game. They keep their playoff chances alive. Twenty twenty one to fourteen win over Auburn. Auburn's got a great defense. They got a great front seven. Uh, it just I just Georgia seems like the most vanilla team in the top twenty five. It just just makes me feel like we expected so much. Come, and maybe it's because we had the expectations set so high coming into the season. But it, it just – they haven't lived up to it in my eyes. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think Georgia is – I can't say that they don't deserve to be there because they, they've, they've played good teams, they've beat good teams. It just seems like they're just eking out these wins against teams that you would think they just blow the doors off of.
0: Well, Georgia's always been this way. They've always been the preseason favorites to win the SEC, even when, even with Alabama being the dynasty. And then, they'll win the games they need to, and then, right when they needed a, a win to take the program up a notch, they fold. It's just always been that way, no matter who their coach or quarterback was. Which kind of sucks because they have they arguably get the greatest talent out of any team every year.
1: They're in a recruiting hotbed down there in Georgia, and especially in the southeast, with all the, the all the SEC, you know, mouth breathers down here. They just they're just pulling in people left and right. It just it feels like they should be putting a better product out on the field as aside of just being able to play some good defense and have a, a mediocre vanilla offense. It just I guess and and you're right. It's not it's nothing that they've not been doing for the past you know five years already. Just I feel like they should be better, you know, and yeah, well
0: – to get give them some slack, they are running what three freshman wide receivers, and Jake Fromm never really took the step we expected him to, do, yeah, to expect man. him to take after the national championship game.
1: Georgia with Justin Fields underneath the center would be nasty. Yeah. You'd be would, happy about it, that's for sure. You wouldn't have to oh, deal
0: with it. I would love it. I'd I'd be on the Georgia bandwagon like no other. <laughs> All but right. I I'd come out wearing a vintage Matt Stafford jersey. No.
1: <laughs> all right. Next up, we got a. Uh, so this is this is a big question. This is one me and my, my boy Sam Murphy at the breakdown. It kind of went back and forth. With it a little bit the other day. We didn't get in too much. It's tough. It's tough Just to argue. With. It's tough to argue with a fan. But uh, is LSU's defense going to cost them a championship? So their their defense is is not good, and for all the uh, the SEC. Chander's down here in their big boy football and their defensive football. The SEC as a whole, there's not a lot of good defenses in it. You know, Alabama's defense is down. They're, they, they're giving up points left and right. LSU just give up a million yards to Ole Miss. They give up 200 yards and four touchdowns to a quarterback. Now, granted, it's a scheme quarterback. He's That's pretty much all he did was run the ball, but this is LSU. This is one of the premier programs in the country and has been for the past, what, 20 years? And they're just just giving up points in buckets. Now, Texas is not a very good team. Give up a ton of points to Texas. Vanderbilt is a terrible team, ton of points to Vanderbilt. Florida's offense isn't great. They give up 20, 28, if I'm not mistaken, to, to Florida. Then they play uh, Ole Miss, and they're giving up 37 to them, 40-plus to Alabama. So, Jesse, do you think LSU defense is going to cost them a championship, or do you think their offense is so good that it will overpower that?
0: I think their offense will be good enough to try to neutral the lower end on LSU's defense. It does help that uh, linebacker Michael Divinity is coming back to the team this week. He's just practicing, though. Not sure if he's actually going to play, but that might help. That's true. Little hot take, if there's going to be some part of the team that's going to cost on the championship, it's going to be Joe Burrow.
1: Ooh, ooh, that's spicy. (laughs) I I like it. I dig it, man. I I dig it.
0: (laughs) Yes, he won on the biggest stage he's played so far against Alabama, but it's like any other quarterback that hasn't played under the lights of a national championship or the
1: playoff. When's that letdown game coming? How they're
0: going to react to it.
1: When's that letdown game coming? Exactly. He, He very well may just run straight 14 or 15 games and. Have no letdown games, but you got to think one of them's coming. One of those letdown games are coming, and they're going to have to rely on the defense to win. And I just don't think that their defense will be able to do it when it gets into the, gets into primetime. Whenever it's the Ohio States, the uh, the Clemson's, the the Georgias. Now I, th- I think they'll handle Georgia pretty easily. I don't I don't oh, think yeah. Georgia will be able to slow down the offense and and their offense, Georgia's offense rather, is not really good enough to keep up.
0: But they do have a top offensive line they do they do they got a great offensive
1: line
0: which might make lsu's defense act even
1: worse all right so enough enough talking about lsu don't want to give sam a heart attack whenever he listens to this so uh all right so uh so that's all for our week two overview we're going to roll up into our uh our, our week 13 uh the preview but first jesse tell everybody where i got my tickets for the ohio state penn state game this week
0: I'm guessing you got it from the greatest app in the world called Seeky. Yeah, I did. Speaking of, kind of a little tangent, I was rolling on seeing uh, ticket prices for the Ravens 49ers game in two weeks. First row, 50-yard line on the Ravens side of the field, $960 bucks apiece.
1: Oh. <laughs> if you try to
0: go anywhere else to get this tickets, they'll probably be a good $1,200 apiece. So, do what you want.
1: Nine hundred still is
0: spicy. It is two good teams.
1: MVP. Yeah, that's why they cost so much. Yeah. That's, you has got to pay to got to pay to watch teams uh, like that play. You got to pay to watch the NFL and oh, exactly. be
0: But as we all know. Buying tickets suck. We already it, it's it's the worst thing to do. Airplane tickets probably second worst thing to buy, but yeah, sketchy deal in the parking lot finding a scalper when they're probably fake or going to the other apps that sell tickets that charge you an arm and a leg or you're sitting behind a pole like in Wrigley Field but it's, SeatGeek just ends all that they search all the secondary market all in one convenient place they grade them easily green is good, red is bad yellow is decent like uh, a good SEC team and then they even do it number 1 to 10 <laughs> 10 is good, 1 is bad opposite of, well not upset that's how you do it but yeah, sports, concerts comedy, theater, whatever you want to go see, they have it if there requires a, t- a ticket, it's on SeatGeek, so easy Buckeye fans can do it download it in the App Store and Google Play Store, use our code BREAKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase, that's B-R-K-D-W-N don't freak, you SeatGeek go blue, Paul Bunyan is home
1: alright so I'm, I'm I'm kind of trying to follow along on this uh, this Ohio and Bowling Green game. Uh, a lot of college fantasy football implications on it. I'm into playoffs in several of my leagues. I got uh, Nathan Rourke rolling out tonight, and Bowling Green is giving up 50-yard touchdowns like they're giving out Halloween candy. It's it's amazing. They have given up at least five so far. Uh, they're running back uh, Ocean Allison has had three 40-plus yard touchdowns. Uh, their second-string running back, Tuggle, has given up, it just ripped off a 53-yard touchdown. Nathan Mork has a 40, uh, 50 yard, 55-yard touchdown pass. They're just giving up huge, giant plays in bunches tonight, and it is, it is fun to follow. Has the, the uh,
0: offensive lineman done the cartwheel yet?
1: I haven't seen it, no. I haven't seen the cartwheel yet. And, you know, when I saw that on Twitter the other day, I had to watch it like four different times to figure out what the hell they were talking about. Because the way they were showing the replay, I was trying to catch the wide receiver doing something. I, and it took me four or five times watching it to see the damn offensive lineman doing a cartwheel on the field. So it's, uh, that's one of those things that you don't see very often. All right, so we're going to roll into our week 13 previews, all right? So first off, uh, game me and, the, me, and the, me and the girlfriend will be attending this weekend, uh, Ohio State-Penn State. Penn State. Heading up on Friday, going to do a little partying down there, and they're going, going to go out and watch the game on Saturday. A nice eleven o'clock game, be able to go out and in, enjoy what we hope to be a, a fun win up down there in Ohio State, and get to go along with the party crowd after that. Uh, Ohio State's been rolling, you know they they let off the gas pretty early in the in the uh, the game last week, and I'm not I don't think they covered the spread. No, but it's, they uh, didn't. The I didn't think so. Yeah, the one, <laughs> that's got to make you feel bad, doesn't it? you got to hate Ohio State, then you bet on them just to finally jump in there, and then they yeah. beat you.
0: <laughs> Nothing else to know.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Top ten matchup. It's it's The atmosphere is going to be awesome. Hopefully it's not too frigid cold out there because I'm kind of a sissy when it comes to cold weather. So, uh, so, yeah, so Jesse, what's your first game up on the list, man? Well,
0: before that, isn't game day in there this week too? I don't know. I don't I know if they're there. They,
1: they I, should be. They should be. I think they're they're there this weekend. But uh, the the college football slate this weekend is not the best.
0: So. No, because all of SEC is playing Division three schools.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll get into but, that uh, later. Yeah
0: <laughs> my my game of the week is riding the high on the Homermobile, Michigan Indiana, but this has all the workings of a trap game for Michigan.
1: Oh, it does. You have
0: it? Indiana finally being actually
1: good this year. Yeah, they're they're a pretty legit team. I mean, they're not they're not going to like you know make any make any waves in the Big Ten, but they're they're good. They're they're they can definitely win win a game that they shouldn't they're be able about, to win. They,
0: they have a chance to be a nine one team. But it also
1: I wonder when the last time Indiana won nine know,
0: games. But it also doesn't help that Indiana probably plays Michigan tougher than anybody else in the Big Ten. They, for some reason, they'll, we're, there's probably a three-overtime game again with these two. They always go to the last possession. It's Michigan always, it's either they play down or Indiana just comes out of nowhere and Peyton Ramsey looks like a Heisman winner. But it's probably your best 3.30 game slate of the, that day, so come watch Jim Harbaugh win another game. It's going to be fun.
1: Be all in. All right. Next up, we got uh, I got Notre Dame versus Boston College. Boston College has been on a crazy tear running the ball. Like, have you paid any attention uh, to that? Here
0: and there, yeah.
1: So they've in their past three of their past four games. Which that that fourth game is against Clemson. So I'm not gonna hold that against against them, but they've been tearing people up. So 281 rushing yards against Florida State, 496 yards against Syracuse, 429 yards against NC State. They've been gashing people. Uh, AJ Dillon has just been racking up 200 yard games like crazy and their backup uh bailey has been busting out 150 170 180 yards every week so i'm interested to see if they can keep that rolling against notre dame notre dame's got a pretty decent defense uh michigan ripped them apart on the ground uh so i'm I'm interested to see if boston college can keep that rolling i don't think boston college can win but I'm, i'm very very interested to see how many rushing yards they can pile up they can keep this pace up to keep averaging over 300 yards
0: a game. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out because um, Navy could barely do anything last week against Notre Dame. And they're... Yeah, just totally, totally destroyed them. And they're built on running the ball, so it's going to be very interesting to see which Notre Dame they
1: get. Yeah, which one they get, that's exactly right. All right, my
0: next one, it's Minnesota versus Northwestern. Pretty much, can Minnesota bounce back after that heartbreaking loss in Iowa? Because part of me feels like it should be just walking in and rolling in and out a dominant win, but also I don't, they might just haunt over the players for this
1: game. They could. They could just shit down their legs and just you know feel like they're out of it and then just let a, a Northwestern Western team that's not very good just sneak in the back door on them.
0: Northwestern's like Iowa Junior, really lately. Before this yeah. year, they, they were <laughs> Iowa Junior.
1: Just a two-and-eight hour. (laughs) All right, so next up i got got SMU versus Navy. Can the Pony Express stop Malcolm Perry? Malcolm Perry has been great this year. Uh, 1,059 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns on the year. Navy as a whole, like always, runs the ball fantastic. SMU's defense is not great. Navy's defense is not the best. I think this is going to be another one of those games where we're going to get a lot of fireworks, real high scoring, just back and forth, fun game to watch. I do think SMU will pull out the window though.
0: Uh, I, I'm not sure who I think's winning that game just yet. That's gonna dawn on me for Ooh, a little later. Undecided.
1: I like it. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, Pony Express is stopping for sure this time. Um, all right, all right. So it's Navy. <laughs> what do you got what you uh, next? next?
0: One, it's UCLA and USC. I want UCLA. He's like what one or two wins away from being bowl eligible.
1: They are. It's crazy to me. Could, after the way that they started, I can't exactly.
0: believe it. I, I want Chip Kelly to go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl after that horrible start, and we can all look back to that famous nine-touchdown game that they somehow won as their catalyst.
1: All right, next up I got Georgia versus Texas A&M. Is this a slip-up game for Georgia? Texas A&M usually knocks off a team that they have no business knocking off, and I, I get, I'm starting to wonder if this is it. I kind of alluded to it before. Uh, I think it's a long, long shot for sure for Texas A&M to win the game outright, no doubt about it, but Georgia, you know, looking ahead a little bit, it's it just kind of – I kind of get the feeling that they'd be looking ahead – trying to prepare to play LSU, trying to get ready for LSU in the SEC championship game just to let themselves down against Texas A&M.
0: I can see it. And here random question just popped in my head about Georgia. If Georgia wins the SEC, and like they win the, the conference championship, and either wins or loses by a single possession in one of the playoff games, do you think Jake Fromm will get taken before Tua in the draft?
1: Mm, dude, NFL GMs are, are seem like they're real silly about stuff like that. So I, I think so. I think so. I mean, Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky went in front of Deshaun Watson and uh, and Patrick Mahomes. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, who who knows? I mean, they they think they think about football differently than than the college world. There, there's there's things that are more important more important to them. You know, like how big somebody's hands are. So. Who knows? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. If, if, if Fromm has a good end of the year, you know, uh, I don't even think he needs to make the playoffs. I just, it just had it was, plays well to finish out the season. I think he's he's going to be knocking on the door with one of those, you know, back of the first round, top of the second round quarterbacks coming off the board.
0: You can only wait to see. Draft season is right. the best season. What you got next, man? Uh, my next one, <laughs> Oklahoma TCU. Uh, I don't know if the stat off my head, maybe you do. When's the last time one team has beaten both Oklahoma and Texas in the same season?
1: Oh, goodness, I don't
0: have any idea. TCU has a good chance of doing that this year. Sure, And then Absolutely. also, this could be a poten- a potential letdown game for Oklahoma because they have Bedlam next weekend.
1: Yeah, looking ahead to the big rivalry. Everybody's
0: doing it this week.
1: Yeah, and this, this is the week to do that. This is the week before rivalry week, you know. That's a that's a tough that's tough to say rivalry week. Mm. There we go. That's a little bit better. It's tougher <laughs> to say because
0: the season's almost over.
1: I know and It's it's it kind of bums me out. We're we're, we're getting deep off in here now. Uh, next, I got a and just just uh, a further go along. Just nobody waste their time watching the Texas Baylor game. Baylor's going to win. They're going to play yeah. Oklahoma again in the Big Twelve championship, and they'll lose that too. But don't waste your Saturday. Paying attention to the Texas-Baylor game. It's not important. Nobody cares about it. I don't care about it. Nobody watch it. All you Texas fans, you can at me for for saying all you all, all you want to. Defense is shit. Even Baylor's junky offense is going to tear us apart.
0: So when you're not watching that, what you should be watching this weekend is my next game, Michigan State and Rutgers.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Can't wait to watch Rutgers.
0: Well, well, Michigan State's dropped, what, five in a row? and Rutgers can play spoiler and prevent them from going to a bowl game and nothing will make me happier as a fan probably not even a win over Ohio State than <laughs> Rutgers of all people <laughs> keeping Michigan State out of a bowl game especially after it's been confirmed Antonio's coming back next year I am on cloud nine with all of this right now yeah.
1: I bet I, I bet you money he brings in some offensive coaches, gets that gets that offense trying to roll over. Well, that's belt. what
0: they were saying last year, and he had his tight end coach become the wide receiver coach and the wide receiver coach yeah. was the <laughs> offensive line coach and yeah. They don't have All
1: right, they don't well, have any other
0: quarterbacks after Lowerkey's gone. Rocky Lombardi isn't a successful quarterback.
1: That's a different kind of thinking in my <laughs> mind. All right, so rolling off into some bets that we like this week, uh so this is our, our Joe's versus Pro's segment. We, we do it every week, so we're going to roll out into it. So I'm going to run through my five real quick, Jesse, and you run into through your left list, right, bud? All right, so as I've beat on the dead horse enough, I'm going to do it one more time. Baylor minus five and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma State minus seven this weekend. I think Oklahoma State's rolling. Uh, and it it's sad to me that Oklahoma State is, isn't good enough to keep Chuba Hubbard into the Heisman Talks. He has played absolutely fantastic all season long. I know that you fo- you see it on Twitter floating around about him, them welcoming to the party. He's not getting invited. They'll probably end up losing four games, if not more, by the time that rolls around. But Oklahoma State, minus seven. That's one of my favorite bets. I think they're going to run all over them. Uh, oh, we got one that's conflicting here. All right. I got Michigan State, minus 20 and a half. I don't care. They're playing Rutgers. They're going to smack Rutgers in the mouth. Rutgers won't be able to score any points against the Michigan State defense. All Michigan State has to do is score three touchdowns. That can't be that much to ask against Rutgers. You've got to be able to score three touchdowns. If you can't score three touchdowns against Rutgers, I want to punch a hole in the wall. Like You guys have to step up. You just got embarrassed by your biggest rival. You've got to come out, and you've got to dominate this game. Next up, i got SMU plus three-and-a-half against Navy. I think that uh, I think they'll be able to take take Navy to the uh, and just outscore them. I think it's going to be a back and forth all game long. I just think they'll be able to pull out a W, and I'll take the plus three and a half points. And the USC UCLA over sixty two and a half. Uh, This this Keaton, Keaton Slovis kid is playing his ass off. You know, every every week I think to myself when I'm looking trying to set my lineups, do I want to play that guy? And last week I set him in 400 yards and, uh, you know, four, three or four touchdowns. He just played fantastic. And it's, it it wasn't something I expected last week. They played a pretty good defense last week. But USC over 62-and-a-half, I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch later on that day. What all right, my first
0: one. I'm going on, uh, the Michigan-Indiana over 51-and-a-half. Michigan's offense is firing on all cylinders right now. And Indiana, they just need to score – 14 plus points and this over will probably hit um, but I'm also taking Indiana plus 9 because I'm kind of feeling the trap game coming and it's going to be a close game late and it's going to be a single possession game at the end of the, and that's how it's going to be I'm taking UCLA plus 13 and a half because I want them to get bowl eligible betting with my heart and have my giddy brain Let's see, go Bruins. You deserve it. And then, yeah, I'm going Rutgers plus 20 and a half because you say that Rutgers can't score 21 on Michigan State's defense when they just scored 21 on Ohio State.
1: No, no, no. Michigan State has got to be able to score 21 against Rutgers because I don't think Rutgers is going to be able to score much. And look, when you're playing against the fourth the fourth stringers late in the fourth quarter, you're allowed to score points. That's just yeah, the way they,
0: they had their twenty one points in the first half. I don't
1: I don't wanna I don't wanna hear no they shit. They got in the first entire. half.
0: And then I last one, um I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Baylor minus five and a half. Yeah.
1: I think that's just, just stone cold in there. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think Texas has got any shot at beating them with the way their defense plays. All right, so we're gonna roll into the to my favorite segment, the spreads that shit the bed. All right, so these are these are spreads that that not necessarily you lost on some freaky play at the end of the game. This is the games that that you make the bet and you think, oh man, I've got it locked up, and then just something crazy happens and a, a ten point spread turns into a fifty point win. You know, something along those lines. So my first one is Kansas State runs off twenty four uh, Kent State, excuse me, runs off twenty four unanswered points to beat six-point favorite Buffalo. I was traveling, I was up in Michigan last week, that's where I was at, I was stuck in the snow, you know, freezing my tail off, uh, up there for my J-O-B, that's why I wasn't on the show last week, folks, so glad to be back with everybody this week, but I was watching on my phone while I was working, and and I was thinking, man, Buffalo was wrecking those guys, that's gonna be an easy win, and then they run off 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter at that to come back and beat Buffalo, who was a six-point favorite. So Kent State, good on you. Uh, next up I got the Alabama over-under 61.5 for last week. Going into halftime 35-7, to seven, looking like they're going to run away with it, looking like they're going to hang 50 points on them. Then you just got to hope the Bama defense gives up a little bit. Uh, and then Tua goes out. So there was only three total points scored in the entire second half, and it was just a snooze-fest after that. So the folks betting on the under, they were riding high, feeling good, and then they just got pissed off more and more as that game went because no points were being scored at all.
0: Yeah, that was that was a really somber second half.
1: It was. It was hard to watch. All
0: right, my first one. Just bring it back up. Ohio State and Rutgers somehow. Rutgers scores twenty one. Ohio State they easily cover plus fifty two. <laughs> first time all year betting on Ohio State and they they fail me it's what I get for trying to enjoy something from the state of Ohio and then my other one Notre Dame and Navy I took the under 55.5 it felt like a lock Notre Dame struggled for two of the last three weeks Navy they're a running team even though they're throwing it more and more this year so Two clock, clock up, under half, easy lock. Nope, they combined for nope. <laughs> seventy-two points.
1: Yeah, Chase Claypool had him a day out there. They could not stop that guy. He had seventeen catches, over one hundred and ten receiving yards, and four touchdowns. He had an awesome day. All right, so next up, so 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 first off, where we go into our next four players of the week? Are you are any of you listeners out there uh, fans of prop betting or daily fantasy football? Uh, maybe even both I got some good news for you the breakdownsports.com is partnering with a brand new company that that combines both DFS with player props It's called thrive fantasy really fun and first of its kind the way it works is, is you enter contests you Contest using your own lineup made of prop bets the more prop bets you guess correctly The more points you get and the greater the chance you have of winning when you use some cash uh, If you deposit ten dollars now and use our code breakdown spelled B R K D W N Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with a free $10 credit. Use our link and try it now, folks. It is a fun app to play. Got to make sure you're in the right state, though, for now anyway, until it's legal everywhere. So uh, we'll roll into our Players of the Week next. And uh, uh, Anthony Gordon is my Player of the Week. He had a friggin' awesome game versus Stanford. 44-60, 520 yards, five touchdowns, and a dominant win against Stanford, 49-22 win. Uh, Anthony Gordon will be featured in one of my one of my articles coming out this week. I got some college fantasy football players of the Players of the Year awards coming. Uh, Gordon has been great. You know, he was s- speculated to be the backup quarterback coming in the season. Beats out Gage Gubberud, uh coming in from the Eastern Washington transfer, uh, and he's been phenomenal all year long. He's only had one real, in my opinion, letdown game, but outside of that, he's been pretty steady all year long. Um, over four thousand passing yards, just shot forty touchdowns so far. So he's been he's been balling out all season. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Anthony Garvin, my player of the week. Five hundred twenty yards, five touchdowns. I'll take that any day out of my quarterback.
0: All right. Before I get to the man of the hour, I have two honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> all right. First <laughs> off, Georgia State's quarterback Dan Ellington for playing after suffering a torn ACL the week before. Yes. It.
1: That's big time automatic
0: man. football guy of the year, and then uh, the next one is the VMI coaching staff for kicking off the game versus Army with an onside kick.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was great.
0: You don't see that often, and it worked. Onside kicks never work. It, it was really nice to see.
1: It's ballsy. Bring it in, baby. The Bring it in. The get that home, Get that homer juices man flowing. Of
0: the hour. Good old Sugar Shea Patterson, as I used to say, Shea <laughs> Heisman, which sadly didn't pan out.
1: That that didn't age well, but he he's been playing his ass off. And as much tr- shit as I give you for always rolling out a one of your one of your one of your Michigan Wolverines for Player of the Week, this guy is well deserving this oh, week.
0: well, Brandon Peters was deserving last week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, twenty four for thirty three, three hundred eighty four yards on four touchdowns proven little brother to be little brother just wanted to run up the score on michigan state he he's a true michigan man that's all that's the greatest honor you can bestow on somebody <laughs> heisman's aren't worth it
1: heisman's aren't worth it <laughs> all right so next up we're going to roll to our rest in peace segment so I'm gonna start out, and I said a little bit earlier. I'm gonna rest in peace the big bad SEC. Rest in peace the big bad SEC defenses, and you guys can all at me. I don't care. The SEC defenses, they're all losers outside of outside of uh, Georgia. I give Auburn a little bit of credit, but you know the 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 elite teams in the SEC the the Floridas, the the Georgias, the Auburns, the Alabamas, the LSU's. They just seem like they're giving up points in bunches. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll give Georgia their credit. I'll give Auburn their credit. But all the LSU fans out there, your defense is shit. It's going to cost you a championship. It's going to get you. Better shore that thing up. All right, Jesse, all what right, you
0: got? Mine. I'm not sure if it's still an RIP since we found out that uh, game day is with Ohio State this week. But next week, game day at the Iron Bowl. I just won't see it happening next weekend.
1: Who we got on the dock next week? Next week it's. Let me let me pull that up while you're so while you're talking about so that. So next
0: week's slate is Alabama, Auburn. You got Michigan, Ohio State. You got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You got Oregon, Oregon State. I believe or Oregon, Washington. One of the two. It's rivalry week. You're gonna have all the big matchups. Yeah, you got all the. My first thought was.
1: Trying, I'm trying to see what what games what games that uh, that would pull any clout to get game my first there. thought would
0: be Michigan and Ohio State because it seems it's always flipping between that and the Iron Bowl the past couple years yeah but now I'm thinking yeah you would think well, so Oklahoma Oklahoma State might be it
1: it may not be it may and, be a good one that's, that's going to be a hell of a game to watch I can't wait to Bedlam, watch that one
0: Jalen Hurts and C D Lamb if he's healthy and then Tuba Hubbard on the other
1: side of the field. Man, that guy's great. But yeah, I, really bums really bums me out. Their team sucks. after
0: losing Tua last week and Auburn not being irrelevant, but just irrelevant enough, it just doesn't feel like they're yeah. gonna want to be there.
1: It just seems like it took the fun out of the, out of that game with the, with the Tua going down. It's, that's why I hate I hate that it happened like that. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think it's it's I mean it, it's got to be either Ohio State, Michigan, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but. If they are in Ohio State this weekend, you would you wouldn't think that they would be back to back Ohio State games. So yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think Oklahoma Oklahoma State's got a good chance of pulling it that weekend. I,
0: yeah, game day is in Columbus this week, so it's, they they won't do back to back to Back to the same team. Ca-
1: call your shot, Oklahoma Oklahoma State. You call that, it? That's my pet. All right. So so next up we got beat downs at the breakdown. Okay, so these are some of the worst ass kickings of the weekend. Uh, I'm gonna start out with Clemson fifty-two to three against a seven and three Wake Forest team. They're just rolling, all right. And that's just that's just the way that it is. People better get used to it. It's just the it's just the way it's going to be. They're going to get in that soft SEC or uh, ACC schedule, and it's just going to be ass kickings after ass kickings for the next couple of years. Uh, you got anything to add Nothing. to that one? Nothing. Yeah, I got you. All right. So next up we got Utah versus uh, UCLA last week. UCLA was held to under fifty yards rushing. Or two fifty yards rushing exactly on the dot, and they had five turnovers. That Utah defense is friggin' nasty, boys, and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the year. I think I do think that they will beat Oregon uh, in the Pac-12 championship once those once those get locked up, and I think they're going to be able to give somebody a run for their money with that defense. Now we'll we'll find out who they play, and we'll see if they we'll see if they can squeak into the the four seed in the college football playoff. So we'll see, and if they do, they they're, they're going to be a sneaky team to. With that, with how, how good that defense is playing against teams that hey that, that can score, they they can score in bunches. I mean UCLA has been letting it rip on the offense side of the ball for weeks, and they just totally and absolutely destroyed them. All right, and uh, and next up I got Virginia Tech a forty-five uh, to nothing win versus Georgia Tech. Uh, since Hendon Hooker took over for Virginia Tech, they have absolutely been lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, so so yeah, so Virginia Tech was only favored by six and they dropped a forty five to nothing burger on Georgia Tech. So that's uh Georgia Tech's pretty shitty. They're uh the whole triple option shotgun offense that they're trying to run is uh not not so good.
0: It's not, but thanks for saying my uh pick for me.
1: I know it, I got to, I got to, once I got to rolling into it I realized what I was doing and I just had yeah. to keep on going at that You're point. Good. You you went in depth. I wasn't yeah. gonna go that in depth, but hey, it worked out. Alright, so we're gonna go on the bowl predictions. Since I just stole the last one from him, let you go first, buddy. We're getting pulled in here. Ohio
0: State and Penn State's gonna be an overtime game.
1: Oh god, that'd be fantastic. That would be friggin' awesome.
0: I don't know why I'm saying this because Penn State has been more lucky than good this season by winning games that they're getting out gained in yards on the regular. But who knows? Maybe they get lucky one more time.
1: That'd be fantastic, especially me being there. That'd be an awesome game to watch there. Uh, my my bold prediction is Boston College rushes for 300-plus yards on Notre Dame. I think the bad – I got a feeling that the bad Notre Dame defense is coming out. Maybe that's just me being a homer because I got a, I'm an A.J. Dillon owner in fantasy. But Boston College has been running the ball great. I think they're going to pile on the rushing yards against Notre Dame, uh, if not just by the sheer volume of – rushing attempts that they'll have. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Boston College with 300 plus rushing yards against Notre Dame. And next up we got our upset pick. So Jesse, take it away there, man.
0: Rutgers was 20 and a half. I want to laugh as Michigan mm. State cries on their way home.
1: Man, that is super spicy. I am very petty. Um. So how uh, so on on a level on a on a scale of one to 10, 10 being most certain, one being not certain at all how much, how certain are you that that happens if you had to recommend somebody betting on that game what would you do
0: oh i'd <laughs> i'd say take the plus 20 and a half because michigan state can't score to save their lives lately or if they do they blow up they blow a 28 to 3 lead
1: oh that's a shot Ooh, shots fired shots fired michigan state they, they,
0: everybody coming at me saying Harbaugh can't beat rivals and now look Destroyed hey, and two you, of the and, rivals this year. And
1: look, man, you've been you've been pretty good at calling Michigan State upset so far this year. So I, I ain't gonna hate on you. They were All only right, good, so, no, so they, my, they
0: were only good the past couple of years because Michigan and Penn State were at historically low points in their history of teams. That's the only time they got good.
1: <laughs> well, you got to take advantage you know, while you can, well, man. They <laughs> did, but
0: Michigan and Penn State came back up to relevancy and now look they're back exactly. where they belong bottom with the Big Ten
1: alright my, my upset pick of the week is uh, Arizona State sneaking in and knocking off Oregon and making it really tough for the Pac-12 to squeeze into the playoff alright so I got Arizona State plus 14 and a half knocking off Oregon this weekend in a, in an absolute shootout back and forth all game long alright so Jesse you got anything left
0: for us man Um, no just that Jim Harwell can win big games now michigan is primed to uh make a comeback in 2020 and it's over for all of you hardball doubters
1: all right all right so we gonna let you let you hear about a couple of other podcasts we got a hockey podcast named called end to end and a baseball co- podcast called gap to gap you guys go check them out they're great shows they're awesome they're funny they're in are they're, they're uh they got a ton of great information in them. you guys check them out for sure other than that, that's all for us. Give us a rate on on iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcast at. Give us a review. Give us a five star rating and uh, send it out to a couple buds. We'd love to grow the grow the show. We got a lot of stuff coming at you from the podcast. Uh, got a lot of content coming at you. You guys get on our Twitter page and on our website and check it out. So that'll be all for me this week. Uh, Jesse, you got anything else, bud?
0: Uh, follow me on Twitter at Uncle Jesse3 underscores.
1: All right. Well, that's all for us guys. We'll see you next week. See ya.
0: Good boy.